In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that has not been fired by Vince McMahon this week. I am Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? Just couldn't leave it alone, could you? Just got, I mean, we're going to do everything in our power to not talk about this on the podcast. No, I said and we're going to do everything in my power to not make it about that. This <laughs> but you opened with it. But I can make jokes about it. It's just Fair not enough. about it. And to be perfectly honest, it's going to be uh, a topic. It'll be the talk of wrestling for quite some time. So um, we are also joined by our own RCMP JLB. Hey, 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 it is me. It is me. It is Justin JLB. How goes it, guys? Doing pretty decent. Doing pretty decent. Not too shabby. Ooh, if we can get one more nation involved in our podcast, we could be the United Nations of podcasting. We could be. I and feel then like we, we could would get need the more nation than of domination. I also feel like we need more than three nations to celebrate and be the United Nations. So it might take a hot minute. Yeah, we could be we could be the Axis powers or the yeah, whichever ones you want to call us. But um. So if uh, anyone listening is new to this podcast, and chances are great that there is someone new because um, our listenership has spiked over the last week or so. So welcome to anyone new to this podcast. Uh, We are excited that you chose us to listen to. Um, I'm assuming it's due to a lot of people working from home. So uh, listening to our podcast helps you get through your work day. Um, I'm assuming it's because my voice sounds like Jesus and Fergie had a child. Oh, snap. No, no, it doesn't. Not at all. (laughs) Your voice sounds like Fergie doing the national anthem at a basketball game and failing it. Didn't. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) But so, uh, since... Uh, we do have new people listening. I'd like to remind everyone that Ron Order WBU is part of the Tatnesco Podcast Network. So once you're done listening to this and catching up and listening to all the other episodes uh, that you have not heard yet, um, and of course, liking, sharing, and subscribing, you can head over to tatnesco.com and check out the other shows in the network, including Tatnus Podcast Uncensored, Chicken Hen with S&M, In the Dice Box Slam, Basement Bullshit, and Carpool Shenanigans. Uh, a lot of fun to be had. Absolutely. I mean, there's fun stuff like uh, Nyla Rose is actually on In the Dice Box Slam. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tatnus does some MMA stuff, so we get a lot of more of that combat, combat sports stuff. So, yeah, lots of fun there. Yes. Um, and so, but those people who are new here, I'll just kind of give an overview in case you haven't caught uh, in the other episodes there. Uh, Raw and Order WBU is where we present the wrestling crimes uh, for what's been going on in wrestling today. We do try to keep it lighthearted um, sometimes, but in times like 
uh, this week, it's a little tough too. Um, we also do uh, reviews of all of the major shows from WWE, AEW, NXT. So um, there's also that to listen to. And then every week we have one episode called uh, Visit from the FBI, where we do fantasy booking. Usually some really kind of out there scenarios that are really fun to listen to. So, But on that note, we will just go ahead and get into this week's crimes here. And, you know, I say uh, I never remember who went first last week. So who wants to go first this week? Not me. I'll throw a crime out there. Okay, go for it. (laughs) I'm not even I'm not even scared. So um, this week, I'm going to go somewhere other than um, other than recent WWE. And I'm going to go. Uh, previous WWE storyline on essential personnel and I'm going to ask or I'm going to I guess charge a crime against um, WWE for not being more specific in their contract negotiations with um, with uh, yeah uh, television networks Mm -hmm. yeah at least not uh, being a little bit more, hey, if there's a pandemic, maybe we can't do live shows. So... I don't even want to say pandemic. Just, you know, get specific enough to know how many minutes need to be live. Because let's be honest, not every show has 100% of it live. The vignettes might even be recorded earlier in the evening or, you know, a, a day before or something like that. You know, most of the... Firefly Funhouses are recorded in advance. So let's get specific about what exactly needs to be live. Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, what is exactly? So does the entire, because I remember we mentioned it before that only three episodes can't be live and the rest has to be entirely live? Is that what it is well, now? It can't be entirely live. I mean, not everything's entirely live yeah. on any episode. And I think that's part of the, the, the crime here is as far as we know, uh, it wasn't very specific. It just said that you can only have uh, three or less pre-recorded shows, which could mean, and maybe this is what uh, WWE is banking on, it could mean that as long as you have something live in the show, it counts as a live show. That's not uh, what it looked like this week, though, is it? I mean, to anybody else, did it look that way? No, This week but- they were almost entirely live with their matches they were but i think i think you know for the most part they still had some pre-recorded segments here and there and i think they know that eventually they're going to have to record some more stuff especially with the uh uh, climb the corporate ladder gimmick for money in the bank there's going to have to be pre-recorded stuff to build up for that if only just you know here's a tour of the corporate building uh so that you can kind of you know understand the layout or stuff like that but i i just think like you were saying there's not a specific here's the number of minutes that have to be live everywhere here's the total number of pre-recorded minutes that you can have it seems like it's a vague you can only have three pre-recorded episodes uh which might mean arguably that as long as something in the episode is live it counts as a live episode which would open things up so much uh, again we they could they could feasibly have somebody hop on skype that is live skype or whatever zoom whatever live video casting 
system you want to use, they could have somebody hop on that, do their the again, and this is my thoughts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on this a little harder than other people would. But if you're gonna do pre-recorded from the WWE Network, that introduction could be recorded or could be displayed live, you know, and that's that's enough. Hey, there you go, live. <laughs> like, but no, you I just get- have trips do a live introduction every time. But if you need 30 minutes of live television over two hours, mm-hmm. okay. Then we need two matches. And then that also helps prevent this whole firing thing, I think. But we're not going to get into that right now. Um, because you don't have to go, who is who is worth tr- making travel? Who is worth reimbursing for travel with that? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. No, I, I mean, just think there's so much better to do with that. Yeah, I get it. And at the same point, like I said, is, I mean, yeah, global pandemics are not something that you can really... Uh, foresee um, in contract signings. But there has to be some wording in there for national emergencies, which this has been declared a national emergency, you know, uh, that could prevent you from recording. There has to be a clause in there that allows for that. And if there isn't, then that is poor planning on WWE's part. Yeah, uh, I mean, extenuating circumstances is, is a reasonable thought. Yep. You know, you, uh, when Vince dies, they're going to have to do some extenuating circumstances. Let's imagine that Vince McMahon dies in July. After the pandemic is everybody back to work, we're still not filling arenas. Um, or we're still in September when they are starting to fill arenas again. Everybody back to work and we're filling arenas. And all of that's going on. When that, when that time frame comes... If Vince were to pass, they've already used all of them. So they still got to go live. Mm-hmm. They got to go live when they're restructuring the entire organization. There has to be, you've got to set yourself up for a fallout plan when there's fallout events that can occur. Yep. Preaching to the choir here. I mean, that's why I have it in our contract uh, that we don't have to do any of these things live. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> we have a contract? That's awesome. I mean, I, I, uh, have verbal contracts with you guys. I don't do know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but at, at the same time, the fact that we don't necessarily know the contract, it's really hard to speak on it because Vince McMahon has enough lawyers and has been doing this for so many years and his lawyers have been with him doing this for so many years that I'm sure there has to be something. It's maybe, yes, maybe Vince would have perhaps lost a little bit of money, uh, but I imagine like, what, what is what is the US network, USA network and Fox doing with the other shows that were promised a certain amount and so on and so forth. We don't hear about those either. So it's well, really hard to... Well, I mean, in, in fairness, he, he has a point. The uh, NBA got preempted so they're not doing live games i'm sure their contract uh states so many live games you know a year uh, but somehow or another i think a lot of it just comes down to wwe has never had this sort of thing happen so they their lawyers and the, their law legal department never even thought of that you know They've never had a point where there was months where they might not be able to have shows. And in fairness, the the entire world hasn't had this in a long time, you know? So, I mean, I can see it, but you'd think in any contract, there should be just standard legal terms that say, hey, 
if we are unable to do this due to circumstances beyond our control, you know, maybe, maybe yeah, just... some sort of makeup language that says, hey, if we are unable to do live shows for this, we will make it up with live shows later in the year, which would be a great clause for, for wrestling fans because it would mean later in the year we would suddenly have some, you know, Thursday night special or or Saturday, you know, night wrestling special, you know what I mean? Uh, which would be awesome. Awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, or, or even just, hey, listen, it's, I really think minutes are, are probably the way that it's written. I just can't foresee that they, the entire because the entire show is not live. We know for a fact that the entire show is not live. And, I mean, they get moved for baseball all the time during the summer. Right. You know? So, um, I I don't know. I And I do, I, I firmly believe that you can renegotiate a temporary contract uh, clause within these time frames. And yes, I talked a little bit about this with Smarks and... He said, oh, well, you know, but if you do that, it sets a precedent. And it does. And I don't disagree with that. I just don't think that that's the... I don't know. I just don't... I I think it's douchey on any behalf to say, hey, we're not going to make adjustments right now for people. Mm-hmm. That being know. said, I think it's douchey on all behalf. But I also um, live in America where a lot of companies are douchey. So... Uh, and, and and in fairness, we're talking about WWE, who just did a really douchey thing this week. So yeah, it's happened. Sure. Um, but no, I I think I'm agreeing with you for the most part in the fact that this is one of those things where it's just hard to believe that WWE did not have some sort of recourse to allow them to not have to be pushing their wrestlers to wrestle live during this these events in America you know and I mean obviously AEW is not worried about that their contract with TNT obviously doesn't state your shows all have to be live or at the very least they've been able to arrange something with TNT that allows them to have a few weeks of pre-recorded you know as far as I've heard they're pre-recorded they've recorded enough stuff to take them all the way up to double or nothing wow and that's what I'm saying, man. I don't know. Like, I, I don't see the USA Network or even Fox being like, oh, hey, you know, like, no, 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 no. You have to do everything. Like, I just don't see that as a thing. I don't see that happening. Obviously, Vince McMahon thinks that it was going to happen. Otherwise, I don't know. Maybe it's just a cash grab by him. Maybe he's I like... feel like that's what it is, though. I feel like it really boils down to that because there's no company in the world except for, I guess, Vince's company or any broadcasting company to be like, oh yeah, you know what? There's a pandemic, we get it, but this contract still stands. We are not going to revise it, even though, you know, it, these are unforeseen circumstances. And well, you're screwed, tough luck. You can't do any more live shows? Well, we're going to find you a million dollars. You know, like, no, I, I, I don't see any company in the world doing that or mentioning that. I just, I think this is a Vince wow. cash grab. No, and and I I'm not ruling out it being a Vince cash grab. However, when it comes to the, these bigger corporations like Fox, I do 100% believe that if it was in the contract that they could only have X number of of pre-recorded shows, that Fox would use it as 
a uh, uh, negotiating tactic to change the terms of the deal to save them. So I, if it if it is indeed in the contract, Fox didn't get to be one of the biggest you know networks in the world uh, by not being douchey with their contracts, right? Um, you know, if if it's in their contracts, I totally see them enforcing it. But that's why it blows my mind that it's in the contract of, at all, that Vince McMahon and his legal team weren't a little bit more on the ball and say, hey, um, three is too small of a number for this thing here. Um, so can we at least put something, uh, some clause in there that gives us the ability to do it in the case of emergency? You know, Um but, and does this not fall with the USA Network? Is the USA Network just a completely different thing and they don't uh, necessarily have to do Raw Live then? USA Network is owned by NBC Universal, uh, which is one of the other biggest networks in the world. <laughs> so enough. I can totally see them being just as douchey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so in the end, it, you know, part of the blame on this falls on USA Network, NBC Universal, and Fox for negotiating in this and i get it right they want to make sure that the product that they're uh buying is is a unique live product uh because that's part of the draw in their minds uh but keep in mind it wasn't that long ago that raw was pre-recorded every week and i say that as as an old man who remembers the 90s right um but you know uh, there was a very big deal in in the late 90s when uh, WCW Nitro was live and Raw was pre-recorded every week. And uh, WCW Nitro used that uh, pre-recorded footage. They would they would find out what happened and they'd spoil it sometime. Right. And so that, that 100% played into Vince McMahon going live every Monday night. Uh, and maybe it 100% played into the negotiations of their deals that allows the this punishment for not doing enough live shows i don't know Mm. but but i mean ultimately it is just a shame that wwe didn't negotiate their contracts in a better way to allow them to protect their workers and their staff and their own backsides in the case of this uh, so i'm agreeing with da fabe on this uh we are going to go ahead and serve the warrants to wwe for not being specific enough in uh their negotiations on this particular topic well and maybe not even that i mean unfl- inflexibility and and if and if it's the case of that it's you know, not Turner Broadcasting that won't do it. Um, if it's if it is Fox and NBC, like you just mentioned, that inflexibility is unacceptable on so many places. Like, okay, I don't have to be paid in full for the show, and okay, we're not going to try and renegotiate your contract because of this. You know, I think that's that's those two sides of that coin both need to be considered. Mm-hmm. That's what a negotiation is. Yeah. So, and I don't know if it's just Vince, and I don't know if it's just NBC or, or just Fox, but it's multiples. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, that's my thoughts. And I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're Fox and 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 you're negotiating and you're putting out the money that Fox put out for WWE's uh, programming, I mean, I can see you having clauses like this in it. But at the same point, the the limit being that small. That's something that never should have passed muster, you know. Uh, yeah, they should have but, had 10 to 12 weeks. 
episode. At the same time, though, what about stuff like Lip Sync Battle and, uh, you know, shows that are supposedly live? Because uh, they mentioned that. Or, you know, like stuff like Live with Regis. Oh, okay. So Live with Regis and Kelly might be a good um, going to like our Live with Regis and Kelly. They're technically live every day now still, but they're doing it from home because they're able to. Right. Yes. But that's an entirely different thing because you can do that kind of stuff from home. Whereas I, wrestling is. I do have to point out really quickly how quaint it is that you still refer to it as Live with Regis and Kelly. Oh, damn it, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> Because neither of them are on it anymore, if I'm correct, right? <laughs> no, Kelly Ripa's still there. Is she? I don't think I don't so. Know. I didn't think, I think so. I think it's Michael and somebody else. I don't know. Ryan Seacrest and Kelly Ripa. Is it? Oh, oh, maybe Michael left. Then. Michael, yeah. yeah, he went off to something else. Uh, and he has his own show that's Michael and someone. I don't know. I see it come up every once in a while. Kathy yeah, Lee has her own show now, too, again, so... so basically i don't know like i just there's and like lip sync battle is supposed to be live every week and now what they've technically done is they shorten their uh, mass singer uh whole scenario where now it's literally they're ending it i think they're ending it this week or next week or something and they so all that stuff was recorded and i was just dumbfounded because i was like but i thought you were live because people were voting you know, like, so I don't know. And I imagine there's something within that contract. I don't know. Like, all contracts are obviously different. I'm going to leave after you fall asleep. Oops, oh, sorry. you're going to leave after we fall asleep. That's sweet. Oh, sorry about that. I, I've been muting it in time. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, peek behind the curtain. Uh, DA Fabe is, is uh, dealing with a little family emergency. Not really emergency. But First a sleepover. yeah, a sleepover fall apart. Um, oh. So, uh, so we might occasionally hear him talking to his son as they uh, go back to his house for his son to go. Oh, that's it. Um, so we will sleepover. This is kind of cool. You help him fall asleep. So. <laughs> hey, that's cool. So, anyways, uh, so I mean, I I think we've we beat this particular dead horse enough. Uh, the, mm. the contracts. <laughs> Great horse sound. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. The contract was just poorly negotiated at the beginning, um, and whoever uh, uh, was behind this very strict limit on the number of pre-recorded shows, um, whether it's a, a fall apart on Vince McMahon's side or uh, Fox and, and NBC Universal uh, insisting on it, who knows? But it was. I just feel like you should still be stuck in a routine that was a competitive routine from the 90s you know like you should be able to walk away from the competitive routine from the 90s and you know and 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 have had one almost 20 years so 15 we'll say 15 years to work these contracts in a direction that is a little more mm-hmm. business friendly I it's agree. also good to not have the risk of a and I know this is going to be sensitive for for uh, JBL but um, hey. Hey, J- so, JBL? Or JLB, sorry. JLB. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> makes that mistake though. You wouldn't be surprised. People who don't even know wrestling. <laughs> I'm like, what? So, JLB um, but we don't want to have a, a, a one heart event and um you know, there's a seven-second delay, so theoretically, none of it is live. 
you know, there's probably even longer than a seven seconds, probably more like 20, 25 seconds. I think when we, when we went to SmackDown, Smarks, wasn't it? Didn't it feel like it was 25, 30, 40 seconds? I don't know if it felt quite that long, but it did feel longer than seven seconds. So who knows? 15 second delay, maybe. Yeah. So, anyway. And, and I know with sporting events, they do a seven second delay because of, they can just change camera angles and stuff like that. But I don't know. And. And I don't think if so. If just to end it here, if possible, uh, I don't. But was there a lot mentioned that that's why they kept on going because of the contract? Because that yes. was yes. Yep. That's that was the behind the scenes story. They were gonna do recording and all of that stuff, and then Vince McMahon came in and said that um, they have to do it live because uh, they could only do so many pre-recorded shows a year according to their contracts. Now, I don't know if they actually had reached that number because like if the number was three, that theoretically would be three for each show, right? And they'd only done at that point one of each show live, which means they still could have two more weeks of, of pre-recorded shows, right? Mm. Uh, but it it could be that he was like, hey, if we can only do three of each show pre-recorded, uh, let's hold on to those in case we absolutely have to. But if we can do them live, let's do them live. Because um, like I say, the, the, the worry, the reports all have it is that Vince McMahon's worry was if they do uh, exhaust that number, that then the network like Fox specifically, I think is his biggest worry because Fox is the biggest contract that Fox would use that as an excuse to force a renegotiation of the contract that would lower the amount of money that WWE would make out of it. Um, and, you know, in a capitalist society like America, 100% they would do it if they could, right? So, um, so that's why this crime is against the contract and whoever negotiated it in the way that they did, in my opinion, right? That they were dumb for letting it be quite so restricted. Yeah, for sure. That's that's totally messed up on everyone's part. I guess Fox is still a happy camper, but I don't know, man. It's still a Vince thing. I feel like Vince just wants to just take advantage, but hopefully we get more information because now I'm just curious as to who's really um, the one behind all of this. We may never know. That's what hurts so much. But we'll go ahead and move on to crime number two, and uh, I'll go ahead and take this one. Sweet. Because I've been, I've been thinking about this uh, a lot this week, especially this last part of the week, right? Um, and so I am charging the Pissant T-shirt company, and by that I actually mean ProWrestlingTees.com, uh, I am charging them for being an ally to all the recently released wrestlers. And and I'm, I'm including the ones from this week, but I'm also including the ones over the p- previous weeks during this whole pandemic. Because it wasn't just WWE that released wrestling. Yes, AEW, uh, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan have not released any wrestling. But a lot of the indie uh, feds. They didn't release wrestlers per se, but they had to cancel shows. And canceling those shows meant those wrestlers didn't make money, right? Mm-hmm. And Pro Wrestling Tees, um, who indeed have very, very close ties to AEW, they also are open to help pretty much any professional wrestler of any standing put together their own merchandise site 
something that they don't have to run themselves. Because I, you know, I follow a bunch of wrestlers that do run their own merchandise, right? Their own merch. And they are having a whole lot of problems right now getting in stock uh, so that they can sell it, keeping the shirts and all of that designs fresh. Because there are still a lot of places that are closed and can't make new merchandise, right? Pro Wrestling Tees uh, is really showing that they're pretty fast at picking up wrestlers when they come in. So like a week or so ago when the Revival were able to get their release, uh, within a day, Pro Wrestling Tee had uh, merchandise up for uh, the Revival, whatever their new name is, I'm not sure. Uh, Dax Harwood and... The Return? The Return? No. The, uh, they, they said it. I said it, saw it the other day. It's it's still something, uh, we're starting with an R, but... Um, the Resurrection. But they, uh... uh it sounds like a, a, a faction with uh, uh, Seth Rollins. The Resurrection? The Revolt. Revolt. That's so they've got shirts up that say uh, FTR, uh, Free the Revolt. Um, and so, you know, and, and that was up really shortly in Pro Wrestling Tees. Mere hours after uh, Black Wednesday this week hit and all of these wrestlers got released, you already had uh, pre-designed, pre-order designs up for Heath Slater, now Heath Miller, his real name. Uh, he's got a, a brilliant I Got Fired shirt in the same font and style as his I Got Kids shirt. Um, which I also want to point out, it's a crying shame because that is Heath Slater's second ever merch. After being mm. with WWE for like 15 years. 3MB never had anything? 3MB never had anything. Oh, damn. Uh, I mean, theoretically, he had Nexus merch. Technically, but, but since his name wasn't featured on it, he didn't get cut of it because the Nexus, the Nexus, right? So, so the I got. Yeah, I thought he had. I had. I thought he had merch with Rhino though, for some reason. But maybe that was I got kids. Mm-hmm. I think it was the, still the I got kids shirt. That was his first ever merch, and I got fired as his second. But like I say, up within hours, right? Uh, Drake, Rockstar, Spud, Maverick has a whole selection of shirts up now, including ones that say Spud 24-7, which are kind of knocking on his uh, 24-7 title title reigns, all of that stuff. Uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins uh, now under, of course, their real name is Matt Cardona and Brian Myers have their own uh, shirts, uh, their own merch stuff up there now. Um, just a whole bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. I could, I could kind of go on and on. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows have uh, shirts up there already now, and that's that just shows how powerful this pro wrestling tease has gotten to be. Um, you know, WWE when you're under contract with WWE, WWE controls. That's the way it is, right? Uh, but almost any other place now allows their wrestlers to have their own merch. And a store like Pro Wrestling Tees, and Pro Wrestling Tees isn't the only one, it's just the biggest one, it's the one that's caught my eye the most recently. But like, uh, I think it's Big Cartel also does it. Um, I think they do that a lot more overseas, like in Europe. Mm. But um, but there are, there are a couple other ones as well. But just the, the 
uh, ability of one of these wrestlers who's established some some sort of a name to be able to put up a merch site without having to invest a ton of money on their own. In. Now, yes, I'm sure if they run the merch site themselves, set up their own website, handle uh, fulfillment and all that stuff, they get a bigger cut. I'm not not even going to lie on that, you know? Uh, but But there's something to be said about offloading all of that trouble, all of that work onto someone else uh, so that you can focus on setting up your next booking gigs, uh, finding other revenue streams that you can do, like Cameo, um, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, setting up your, your new ring name, you know. I mean, some of them, like Rockstar Spud, of course, have an old name they can go back to, right? But uh, as far as I know, Zack Ryder has never actually wrestle under a name right uh, at least not on any sort of national right um you know brian myers i don't remember him wrestling under any other name carl anderson and luke gallows of course wrestled under those names in new japan so they get to keep those names yeah uh, which is big for them um you know i i keep bringing up rockstar spud because i think He's a perfect example of a absolutely wasted opportunity in WWE. Uh, and this isn't trying to knock what he did in WWE at all. Um, but as a as a performer, he had a lot bigger of an upside than WWE ever allowed him to do, right? Hmm. And so, uh, so I am hoping that he gets a chance somewhere again on a national <laughs> stage. I mean, Impact Wrestling would probably be happy to have him back because he was legitimately a big name for them for a while. I would um, suggest that Big Red, that Rockstar Spud is a, is a bigger name than Drake Maverick. I would I would suggest that definitely yes. I mean Rockstar Spud. I don't know if you've uh, uh, been able to check out my Twitter the past two days. Uh, hint uh, at Raw and Order WBU. If you don't follow me, go there. Follow me. Um, I tweet a lot now. Um, but uh, I I spent all day Friday. Um, tweeting out links to matches Rockstar Spud had, both in Impact and before he went to Impact. And the pop that he got sometimes entering as Rockstar Spud, um, especially before he went to Impact, was huge. Was ginormous, right? Now, he would come out to the ring to uh, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, which, of course, uh, unless wherever he goes works out a heck of a license, he would not get that at any place else. Right. But just the crowd was just like on fire for him coming out to the ring as this rock star gimmick that he had. Uh, it was awesome. But... Uh, but yeah, no, I, I uh, Rockstar Spud was a bigger name than Drake Maverick, and so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see him return to Rockstar Spud. Um, I'm just hoping uh, we get to see him on a regular basis as that. But right now, you can hop on ProWrestlingTees.com and you can buy. He's got it looks like six shirts right now, and I'm sure he will add more down the road. Uh, just just phenomenal and his ability to do that within days of Mm. being released and 
do something that can generate at least some income in the short term. Like, is he going to be making WWE money off of these shirts? Probably not, right? But is it at least bringing in some money in a time when he's bringing in none? Yes. Yes, it will. And that's, uh, that's a very big thing for all of these wrestlers is to, to have that ability to continue to have some money coming in even while you're not working. And, you know, for people still contracted with WWE, it's a, it's a big thing. Like, you know, uh, Alexa Bliss isn't getting to wrestle live shows around the country right now, uh, but she is still able to make sales, make money off of the sales of the Alexa Bliss show. Yeah. You know, uh, Braun Strowman still makes money off of the Get These Hands shirts, unfortunately. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Do you? I feel like you are the perfect no, fit. That's, for the that's definitely not kidding there at all. That's Yeah, I, I feel like you're the perfect fit for the cop in this storyline. <laughs> because uh, I have had my own run-ins with the police in our kayfabe, not in our kayfabe world, but in the real world, not in the kayfabe world. And I feel like they can hold grudges pretty well. And Oh, I, I definitely can hold grudges. I'm not arguing. Yeah, but you're with the, the best point. of them, bud. I don't. I don't want anyone, including Von Strowman, to be unemployed. Right? Uh, you know. I mean, this world's tough enough right now as is. Um, you losing your job right now is the, the worst thing. So, uh, so I quit your whining about it. Quit your whining and just work hard. Maybe you're work not working harder, hard. Be six foot nine and four hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. But so, so that's what Rock I'm saying. Stars, uh, yeah, Rockstar Spud, uh, you know, or as most people would know him right now, Drake Maverick, arguably might have been one of the hardest workers in WWE. Interestingly enough, that is uh, Ron Strowman's best friend in WWE. <laughs> and and you know, like I say, from from a from a worker standpoint, I mean, the dude shot a gimmick at his wedding, you know. He allowed yeah. them to film stuff for a show at his own wedding, and his wife was down with it, which, you know, props to her, too, right? Uh, but, for sure. but, you know, he, he obviously would do anything for his job. You know, and that's that's before at WWE, he did a lot of stuff in Impact Wrestling. He uh, learned a long time ago how a valuable comedy can be in wrestling, and that's that's not just being the buffoon, but sometimes it is, right? And sometimes the comedy falls flat on its face. The peeing your pants uh, gimmick that happened, uh, you know, it fell flat on its face. Uh, it didn't work for him or at the time. And there were a lot of reasons. And apparently behind the scenes, part of the reason it didn't work is because the, the gimmicked pee your pants device didn't work. And so he actually had to pee his pants, which in hindsight makes it actually even better in my book, but also makes him an incredible role actor. Yeah. For him to be able to be like, it's not working. It's not working. Okay. I'm just going to pee. <laughs> like, like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to pee. 
wait, there are a lot of people looking at me. Now I'm P-shy. I can't do it. <laughs> but but so for for him to be able to, shortly after being released, um, after posting one of the most heartbreaking videos on Twitter I have ever seen uh, with him announcing that he's been released and all that. I mean, he, he was in tears and it nearly had me in tears. Uh, for him to be able to turn to a, a company like Pro Wrestling Team and just say, here, pro wrestling. Here are some designs. You know, here are some ideas. I'm sure they have uh, graphic artists that were able to mock up the designs really quickly for him. But for him to be able to to fall back on something and generate some income on this, and like I say, that goes for you know uh, the revival after they got released for Brian Myers and and Matt Cardona, you know, for Gallows and Anderson, for all of these to be able to almost instantly create something that can generate some income i i really i want to give them a, an applause i'm just i'm gonna clap right now because for I'll any of those slow clap. yep for any of those companies and that goes for you know, like i say i i know big cartel um uh, does it for some wrestlers. Uh, I know like Simon Miller, who's not just a wrestler, but a podcast host and a YouTube host and all that stuff. He's got a big cartel uh, site. Uh, and and so I, I'm assuming that some people have been able to uh, do that through big cartel. I just haven't had a chance to specifically look up sites for big cartel. Um, but big well, cartel, and regardless of who they use, Mm-hmm. Good for them for 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 those companies for being ready to step up quickly. Exactly, exactly, and, and give these people a way to earn some money. You know, um, in a time when their futures are less less than certain. You know, because here's the deal. Uh, I mean, a lot of them. I'm trying to remember who exactly to this out. Um, but one of the wrestlers was like, "Here, here is the website. It might have been Zack Ryder. Here, here is my booking." Uh, email. If you want to book me for something, email me at this. I am not going to accept any bookings right now because we don't know when we're going to be able to get back to wrestling. And I don't want to accept a booking for, you know, May 30th or whatever uh, and then have to cancel it and refund a bunch of money on Yada. You know, but I want there to be one place where all of these booking invites can be sent to so that once we start having a timetable of when we can get back to this, I can start responding to them appropriately. Yeah, because that's the deal is, uh, you know, none of them know they're going to have a job again. Right. Uh, So having some income from from their pro wrestling tees or whatever website come in is it's something which then brings me to the part where I mention. If you liked any of these wrestlers who've been released, or any wrestler in general who uh, right now is finding it hard to make ends meet because they're not wrestling actively, because no one's wrestling actively except for the big one. AEW is still filming shows occasionally, although from what I hear, they've, they've actually filmed all the way up till Double or Nothing already. So uh, WWE is doing their shows. Uh, but it's Double or Nothing? Uh, late next month, mid next month. Oh wow! And they already have all that. Mm-hmm. Goes to them. Uh, that's from what I hear. I mean, I it's not like I've got like insiders talking into my ear. Although, if you're an insider in uh, AEW, hit me up. I'd love to 
have you talk in my ear. Um, but but uh, that's just what I hear on the grapevine, is that they've already got enough stuff for all the way up there. But, you know, WWE is still doing some stuff. But all the other ones, Impact Wrestling is not doing any events. They're all pre-recorded right now. Um, New Japan isn't doing any events. Ring of Honor is not doing anything new. Uh, all the indies aren't doing anything. So all of these wrestlers are currently without income and if you want to support your favorite wrestler the absolute best thing you can do right now is go and buy some merch from them go to prowrestlingtees.com and see if they've got a site there and if they do look at their shirts and buy one of their shirts they're super affordable there most of the shirts are around 20 bucks on pro wrestling tea that's phenomenal right uh you're you're, yeah you're lucky if you can get a shirt for 20 bucks from WWE. I'm telling you that right now. Um, but if you if you can't find it at ProWrestlingTees.com, then just search for the wrestler by their name and see if they've got uh, their own website set up with merch. Best thing you can do for that. Second best thing, uh, if they're signed to one of the uh, places out there that has a streaming service, so Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, Impact Wrestling, WWE, um, pretty much any of those. Sign up for a subscription and watch their old stuff there. Because while they don't necessarily get money necessarily off of you watching it, um, it still tells the promoter, tells that company that these people are still worth keeping around, right? Absolutely. And, and, and you know, right now, we've been talking a lot about WWE releasing the people that they have, but uh, it's worth also pointing out that Ring of Honor... AEW, New Japan Pro, and Impact have not released anybody. Uh, And reports have come out of uh, Impact Wrestling specifically and Ring of Honor paying wrestlers uh, who were set to appear at shows that have now been canceled. Non-contracted, one-off wrestlers who were supposed to just appear one time, still paying those people. And those are people that they literally don't have to. Their contract with those people allows them to not pay them because they didn't wrestle the event. Um, Impact Wrestling even uh, reportedly paid a venue for the use of the venue for an event that did not take place. You know, that's that's massive. And so it's worth supporting those platforms so they know how much we appreciate them keeping our wrestlers around. So, uh, so that's my little soapbox. I'm gonna, I'm gonna climb down now. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I don't disagree with you there, though. Uh, now that you're off your soapbox, because have you not? Number one, I just want to remind you that more people listen to the NXT review than the AEW review, and that's because your voice, man, you just keep talking. Holy cow! No, I'm just messing. Anyway, <laughs> where's that mute button here? <laughs> Listen to the AEW review, guys. It's fantastic. Just hit him up on on Twitter and tell him that mine's better. That's all I ask. Anyway, uh, I just muted Jeez, him. Louise. Let's see yeah, how long it uh, takes to figure out how to get unmuted. Oh boy, dude, how'd you do that? <laughs> That's epic. <laughs> if you're hosting the call, you can mute other people. Apparently, I can. I want to host the call next time. <laughs> oh boy. That's incredible. 
Actually, I was telling everybody that you're great. Jeez. <laughs> Way to cut off the wrong part, man. So go back to talking about how great I am. <laughs> I, said you were, I said you were great, and then they should just hit you up on Twitter because I don't use it. And I mean, I do. I have a Twitter page, but I don't. I'm not nearly as good as that as you are. And uh, tell them that, that, that my show's better, but his show's still great. You ran Triple Duty this week, right? Um... You did Raw, so. SmackDown, and AEWs. It's triple duty. Sorry, I was supposed to do the SmackDown. Um, it didn't record again. I'm super mad about that. And then I wasn't able to find it on the WWE Network. So, my bad. But, sure, yeah. No, you're right, bud. You're right. We always have backup plans. It's called the lead producer and the person who makes all the money off of this. <laughs> $32.16. <and> <laughs> you think I'm up to that? <laughs> <laughs> good good note to say like share subscribe folks yes <laughs> always <laughs> uh, but any no i uh, i have to agree i mean at, at the end of the day if, if you have an opportunity if you were gonna buy a t-shirt at any point buy one of these mm-hmm. um as, as a fan now's the time to do that in fact uh, we're kind of putting together something that maybe we can help with that too so um Maybe. maybe. <laughs> so, to be announced, maybe. Yes. Yeah. So keep listening because it, it will be your opportunity maybe to get something like that. So, um, you know, we can we can bow out of our T-shirts for a short while. We can't bow out of theirs because they're the ones who entertain us. They're the reasons that we, we, we have podcasts. They're the reasons that um, that many of you listeners hurry home. Uh, some of you hurry home on the metro on a on a monday night or friday night or wednesday oh, night betcha. don't you know oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys killed that on the, on the fbi episode jeez i laughed that was great although i don't have that canadian accent at all don't you know oh, sorry sorry oh sorry <laughs> didn't mean to make fun of you there yeah oh jeez. don't now we feel don't so bad us to he double hockey oh, sticks huh? oh jeez oh jeez how can we make it up to you I don't think you can there, eh? I think yeah, you kind of just hit the button and we should just move on. So anyway, no, I I, I, I I, have to agree with this. And I think this is something that can easily go to the jury. And the best way for it to go to the jury is if you're listening to this show and you're not broke because of COVID-19, spend the, spend the 20, 25 bucks to support your favorite not, your favorite not incoming wrestler <laughs> the person who's still making income that's fine but um you know if you were going to get to get these hands and nothing against Braun Strowman because I do a pretty good impression of him so um if you were going to if you were going to get to get these hands maybe this time I got fired and yes. you can wait till September or if you were going to get a Monday Night Messiah maybe you go look up uh, uh, Rockstar Spud one right now mm-hmm. um just you know remember remember all those guys came from this too and exactly. uh, um, you know just the other day I watched the greatest ROH champions of all time and there's a lot of guys who are still employed by WWE that you know the future of, of WWE is in ROH right now or is in Impact or is in New Japan or um, you know whether whether or not they're the big leagues or AEW's the big leagues or whatever's the big leagues 
the people who aren't making the money right now are the ones who are the future of this sport. And so we those are the ones we want to be able to pay right now. Exactly. So that's my point. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com. I, I want to point out, we're not sponsored by them or anything. So we don't get a cut of you going there. We just want you to support our favorite, your favorite wrestlers right now. Hashtag still not sponsored. Yes. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But I think we're all in agreement on this Pissant t-shirt company being actually worth supporting right now. So uh, so we will move on to whatever JLB has for us. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was heavily disappointed in... Uh, I'm gonna make it more uh, wrestling related. That was well, that was wrestling related, but that was a more on a serious note. But I was actually still very disappointed on this matchup that AEW has been promoting and promoting and promoting. And I was stoked. I wanted to watch Hager versus Moxley, and I was gonna see this crazy brawl. And then I was heavily disappointed. Because, wow, was it a snorefest. Yeah. Yeah, promoted as the greatest, greatest empty arena match of all time turns into probably the worst empty arena match of all time, huh? Oh, man, it was, it was bad. Like, I honestly could have done anything. Like, it, it, it just... Like that's like I, I was thinking it was gonna be like a, almost a Kenny Omega versus Moxley kind of match. Maybe not that hardcore, but it was just boring. And why did they get rid of the wrestlers who were the crowd? First of all, because that might have maybe helped a bit. That's not you empty had... arena then. Oh come on, it's empty anyways. I'm just saying, you're going up against an empty arena that that many people would say was the greatest of all time the previous week on NXT, Mm. and then you get this. Well, and even that one went, right? I mean... I would agree. I mean... You you had two empty arena matches. You had two empty arena matches in the previous three weeks, right? And both of those other ones, the prevailing review was eh, as pretty decent but it went too long right you're talking about the last man standing edge and organ yep. for the other one edge and organ okay. for the other one yes uh but the the thing that everyone said about both of those was it was good but it was too long right and so yeah. what do you do to put together your uh empty arena match uh you make it really 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 long and it felt every minute it makes you question the i think it hurts the suspension of disbelief when when things like that happen because it makes you question the brutality that can happen in five minutes versus 36 and 37 minutes and then that one i think was 32 on aew versus over 30 minutes of fighting if you are fighting for longer than 30 minutes you're being ineffective at fighting well i mean the simple fact is (laughs) Like, especially in fighting for your life or pride. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. When you add the extra brutality of you can use anything in the world, right? It should actually lead to a shorter match, right? The longer matches should be the ones that you're limited to only using the things that are in the ring. And, oh, you can't use a closed fist. You got to use open hands and, you know, things like that. Now you've got Iron Man matches that are about who can last the longest under the normal rules. Yeah. But when you open it up to you can hit people with chairs or or whatever, then 
it really should actually be a shorter match. It should be short and brutal, really, is right. what it should be. Uh, and I'm just shocked that no one learned from their mistakes from WWE doing it first with the Edge match and then WWE, NXT doing it with the Chapa match and then AEW is like, well, we're just going to continue on the crappy match trend. Um, and even if it wasn't that long, okay, even if this match was like 10 minutes, it still was very boring like they didn't really do much anyways they did a few um uh apron things and then they did a few things outside but it was just i don't know i'm beginning to think i'm not a fan of hager anymore wrestling i'm well and, I'm and there's something that. to be said for that i don't know if hager can like the pre-recorded allows us to do more with hager on AEW, but I still don't know what the, what his Bellator contract leaves him open for. That is a good um, But, but then you don't that. create that type of match. If With it being pre-recorded, you don't have to create that type of match in that length. Well, right. the deal. It's pre-recorded. You can record a 30-minute match and then go, hey, there are parts of this that are boring. Let's just cut them out because it's pre-recorded. No one would know the difference, right? I mean, unless Absolutely. it's something that leaves a mark, it doesn't need to be in there, right? So sure. that 30 minute match could have been edited down to a 12 minute match and would have probably felt fairly exciting uh, yeah. if they just skipped a lot of this. Oh. We're going to stumble into this room. So the original empty arena is obviously Rock and Mankind, right? Um, who, I mean, does anybody know how long that was? I think that was like eight minutes, maybe 16, you know? You really don't know. know. You went from eight minutes to 16. You, you gave it half more. It's still half the time, though. That's true. I think it was more than that, though. I think it was about almost 20, 20 something minutes. I will check for you right now. That was the one on halftime heat, correct? I think so, yeah. So, halftime. So, it would have been, had to be less than 15 minutes. Yeah, that's it. Uh... 17 minutes and 19 seconds. Okay. Yeah, that's right, because the Super Bowl does do a longer halftime. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, there it is. I mean, and, and, probably not great number one congratulations on both companies taking a risk right now and having these empty arena matches which aren't really named as empty arena matches only one of them was named that but um you know congrats on using something that was 20 years old and was considered bad then now, now to, to cut in here really quickly so that we don't get all the Twitter trolls coming at us saying, oh, you forgot about this. The uh, Mankind versus Rock wasn't the first empty arena match. Uh, oh. It was kind of the first, like, really well-known one. But, like, Terry Funk did an empty arena match versus Jerry Lawler back in 81. Uh, he did another one in 82 versus Bruce Walkup. NWO Saturday Night in 96 uh, did one. Uh, Halftime Heat, by that account, was the fourth. Uh, okay. But And but there's still, been others since then. And there have been but... others. Kurt Angle versus Sting, Motor City Machine Guns versus Generation Me, um, which I really need to go look up because I love Motor City Machine Guns. And Generation Me um, is now known as the Young Bucks, and so it'd be fun to watch. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. going on. But at no. the same time, though, the empty arena match, right? Well, even if them labeling it as that, it's just kind of stupid now because in fact it's still an empty arena anyways just due to the covid virus there's been plenty of empty arena matches technically for using it just as a regular word without any bands that have been amazing look at the ladder match uh and wwe at wrestlemania and so on like you can do great matches without fans we've seen them it's just i don't know (laughs) i don't know what they were thinking 
Yeah. No, and that that match in and of itself drug down my rating for AEW this week. That match was just so bad that I couldn't give AEW a a great score in any way. And it's not that they didn't have decent matches before that. That match just so bad. It and was... I I love John Moxley. I think he is one of the most charismatic and he's legitimately a star and he looks like he's having so much fun now more fun than he had in the last three years working for wwe um but just the match just drug on for and, and i thought i honestly just maybe overhyped it because i was really excited and so i asked i asked the twitter world i asked a bunch of people and they're like no man it was just it was just bad yeah we probably overhyped it too because that's what they were doing to us but it was just bad yeah well and the thing is what blows my mind with these empty arena matches and this goes to the edge versus uh, randy orton one it goes to the johnny gargano uh uh, Tommaso Ciampa one, although in a way there's one way that that one gets a little bit of a pass on this, is is an empty arena match is effectively a no DQ match, right? No DQ right. matches should always favor the heel. You know why? Because heels have no problem cheating, and when cheating becomes okay, they always should win. So, you know, in a no DQ match like Orton versus Edge, right? There is no reason Orton didn't have a friend backstage to help him because it's not going to no DQ, right? So it doesn't matter if if um, Baron Corbin comes out of nowhere and hits Edge with a chair, right? Uh, the same thing with this. Hager's part of the inner circle, right? Are you telling me that just because it was a no DQ match, the entire inner circle's like, no, oh, looks like we'll just stay home. You guys can do this. That, <laughs> that not a single inner circle member thought, hey, maybe I should show up to try to help my guy win. Mm, true. Oh. It bugs me. Now, the reason the Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa match gets a pass on it is because they did that. They did exactly that. The with Candice LeRae. Yep. Candice came in at the end and kicked Johnny Gargano in the nuts. Uh, and then it turned out it was all a ruse so she could kick Tommaso Ciampa in the nuts. Uh, and right. Johnny Gargano went, Dick Kick City. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think uh, that match was a snooze fest. And maybe maybe a bit of it was overhyping, but, you know, it's up to AEW, it's up to John Moxley and Jake Hager to deliver when that's hyped that much. It's up to them to deliver. And, I mean, and I also, yeah, and I also knew obviously Moxley was still going to win, right? Moxley was still going to, it was for the championship. So I knew that was going to happen. Maybe possibly because of any of the inner circle wasn't there, was just maybe because they couldn't have as many people, obviously, due to uh, the. But I mean, you've had tag team matches there before too, and so there's more people there. Anyway, I don't know. It just wasn't thought out properly. And this was filmed a while ago, so you had so much time to edit. Oh, shame on everybody for creating such long matches that they've overhyped and then underwhelmed us completely. Ugh. I agree. I agree. And I mean, the simple fact is, even, even if you didn't have interference, you could still have John Moxley, you know, chasing Jake Hager into a room in the back and Jake Hager had secretly set that room up to have, you know, uh, 
kendo sticks or or something in it for him. You know what I mean? You know, he comes into the room and and there he is, just smacked in the face with a chair or whatever. Uh, right. The one the one thing I will give uh, the AEW match though was uh, Jim Ross on commentary when he said, "Why do they even have steel chairs in an empty arena?" That right. made me laugh. That made me. No, laugh. that was hilarious. That was the only entertaining part of the match was Jr's commentary. It was spot on. Why do they have empty chairs in the match? Uh, why is there guardrails? There's no one here. Who are they protecting from? Like, there was a bunch of funny stuff that JR said, and I loved every bit of it. It was awesome. And it was JR was alone. So it was mm-hmm. perfect. I'm like, oh man, JR alone is not going to be good. But he knows both wrestlers. So he was decent and he was able to just keep at it. And he, you could, I felt he was excited. Mm-hmm. Too. Right, he hasn't called a match in a while. Uh, he was doing this probably from home or wherever at a studio, and he just watched the match and commentated on it. And he just he just felt excited. He was happy, and I felt his excitement. It's just unfortunately the excitement wasn't there in the wrestling. Agreed. You know the the it, I, I would contest that that was Jr. was probably a, a negative gain. Uh, it's sad though that the best part to that is the fact that the. And again, this is not a dog on JR, so I know that a lot of times people do that now. Um, but that he's the the high point of it, when really empty arena matches, part of that is not having a commentator there either, you know? And so... What do you I mean by that? Like, Don't they always have commentators? No, they didn't. In they didn't the Edge and Edge and um, Orton one, but that was because it was it was not a it was not named an empty arena match. It was named a last man standing match. Um, but no, in the in the other two most famous ones, there was not commentary on them on on uh, Rock Mankind or on Gargano and Champa. Oh snap! Okay, see, I didn't even watch the Gargano Champa one. I just heard it was really bad, and I'm like, well, I'm not wasting my time. Hashtag one that job. Is a liar. <laughs> I wasn't reviewing it, so screw it. <laughs> no, it, it was your review i was like oh okay well thanks now i'm just gonna save some time and not watch that i said so thank good. you uh sorry uh, thank you uh thank you kayfabe well you said it was good but you said it was long so it was long and, and then you were also you said it was good but you also were like eh, it could have been better and da, 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 it was too long so i took your advice and didn't watch it so thank you thank you kayfabe. I, that was not an advice and I apologize for for our Canadian friend misunderstanding English. I understand that in French it may sound different. Yeah. Should should we record it in French next time? Yeah, you should. You should. We. Oui. We. Oui. Oui. Oh, do you think it's fun? We. Hopefully. But well, I guess I think we're all in agreement on that match not being good. So let's move on. Um, I only have one misdemeanor today I have um, one as well and it's 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 kind of a minor one but at the same point it hits something right now and the misdemeanor is uh triple h announced i think it was yesterday or maybe it was earlier today that uh they are going to be doing another may young classic um and so it's a it's a double-edged sword misdemeanor because yay may young classics are awesome i'm excited for it but you announced this the weekend after you just cut 20 wrestlers, a lot of them female, from your 
your company. You know, Whoa. what are you doing? Who did they cut that was female, part of the company? Diana um, Perrazzo. is a really big name for it. Oh, um, right. Okay, true. Um, technically, Maria Canellas falls in there, but we can uh, cross her off because she just gave birth, so there wasn't any way she was going to be doing it. Uh, MJ Jenkins, Tainara uh, oh, okay. Conti. Um, I think there was at least one other one, but I am not seeing the name right now. So, so there's at least three uh, females there that they cut. And I fully expect there to be another round of cuts hit soon because the one thing that I can tell you about all of the people that were cut this week is none of them were from SmackDown. Right, Not a single SmackDown, SmackDown uh, which, which makes me suspect that we're going to. I gotta be honest, I'm kind of surprised they didn't try to just sneak it through on the weekend. They so. did issue a no Roman rule, though. Yes, they, they did say mention Roman. Don't talk Roman. Don't say Roman at all. So, but but so that's why you know my misdemeanor is just like seriously, you're gonna try to try to announce the May Young Classic um, right after cutting some. I mean, you could have at least held on to the women long enough for the May Young Classic and then cut them uh, because it's <laughs> it's tough enough. Uh, to to fill out the May Young Classic every year, they're always pulling some independent wrestlers in for it. And you look at, I mean, a lot of them. Mia Young, Mia Yim, Mia Yim uh, was in the May Young Classic and then got signed. Candice LeRae was in the May Young Classic and then got signed. Um, uh, uh, there's a bunch of other ones. Io Shirai. I really do think you can uh, call her Mia Yim. She is pretty tasty. Um, oh, that is entirely <laughs> your words. And um, <laughs> yep. it, Keith Lee, if you want to know where DFA lives, I will give you his address. Um, I just said she's tasty. God, I told him his girlfriend's hot. Oh, uh, Sarah Logan, another female. Early. Yeah, I don't still get that one. Uh, blows my mind. Anyways, and so that's why my misdemeanor is there. It's just, it's, it's like yeah, yeah i'm happy for the may young classic because they're always really good and you always get to see some some future superstars on it um and it was the first time i actually got to see mercedes martinez wrestle and i became a pretty big fan of hers and was actually pissed when she chose to go to nxt instead of aew um and here's hoping that she's not regretting that choice in the near future uh, that being said, if NXT were to release Mercedes Martinez, AEW would pick her up in a heartbeat. I just know that for a fact. Anyway, that's my misdemeanor. What you got? My misdemeanor actually goes out as a positive misdemeanor to um, the Canellisite or the Bennett household um, on their statements post being let go. Um they, they address something that's very, very important. Both of them did. And that's that uh, Mike Bennett did did uh, still to this day and did overcome a pretty serious addiction and still to this day fights it, obviously fights an addiction. It doesn't just disappear by any means. Um, and so, uh, um, yeah, 
thank you for addressing things that are going to be big even after coronavirus is over. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank you for being very real about who you are. Um, When we've seen so much kayfabe of that of that household, it's probably the first time I've respected them as uh, as wrestlers because I don't really enjoy their wrestling, Um, and I've never enjoyed Maria Canales' wrestling or anything she contributes to it. But um, I do now. she's not the best female wrestler ever by any means Uh, that being said also worth putting a congratulations uh it's nine weeks late but they did have a baby and yes uh so congratulations on the birth of your new i think it was another daughter yes it was but congratulations there as well so yeah it was just great 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 work on being real when it was time to be real um and yes, I'm a bad person saying I didn't like Maria Canales as a wrestler. Yeah, boo. boo. You just said in anything that she did in wrestling, which I was like, whoa. Her promos were okay, but she hasn't been there. If you have to describe them as okay. <laughs> they're not what we Her would promos call. were not horrible. That's it. Hey, a lot of people say that. It wasn't horrible. I could stand it. Like, it wasn't bad. I like the whole pregnant thing, which is like, I'm pregnant. You're not a man. I actually enjoyed that. It's just they didn't continue it. They kind of dropped the ball on it. But I, I, love it. I, I didn't have the significant other storylines. I didn't have a problem with the I'm pregnant, bring me stuff part of it. I had a problem with the you're not the father part of it. That's my Yeah. Opinion. But, um... Uh, I guess I did think of another misdemeanor to talk about, and that is uh, misdemeanor towards SmackDown and WWE in general. For um, SmackDown was where it was announced, but the the new rules for the Money in the Bank ladder match for this um, Money in the Bank. Um, and I don't know, uh, DFA, you didn't get to watch SmackDown this week, so maybe you didn't even catch the new rules. But it is a climb the corporate ladder Money in the Bank ladder match. It is taking place at corporate headquarters. Everyone starts off on the main floor, and they have to fight their way through the uh, corporate offices up to the roof where the um, belts or the money in the bank uh, briefcase will be hanging above the roof where they then have to climb a ladder to get to the the thing and win. Um, So... The reason it's a misdemeanor is we just got done talking about how uh, empty arena matches and all of that stuff can be too long and too boring. This one will be brutal. <laughs> this one, not only is it going to be an effectively, be good. <laughs> effectively empty arena match, but it's going to be a, a long empty arena match with a bunch of wrestlers in it going through an office building and I'm assuming there's going to be segments in elevators which are going to be boring um (laughs) so uh, remember when the 24-7 championship went into an elevator uh briefly it might be the most entertaining part of this match is in the elevator (laughs) now here's hoping here's hoping they surprise me and it's just absolute mayhem and hilarious. But no, but what is it going to be, though? It's just literally going to be a bunch of people trying to run to get to the roof. You, people are going to stop them. You're going to hit them. And it's another person's going to... It's going to be a fighting match. There's going to be barely any wrestling moves, I would imagine. I feel like, like this turns into the three three levels of Doom um, WCW match. I would probably prefer that to 
Um, oh, look, they're wrestling in the boardroom. Oh, he did a super. We, we don't know the participants yet, right? Like, it's still going on, obviously, with the uh, qualifying. We, yeah, we don't know all of them. We know a few. Um, uh, uh, and it's both Dana matches, Brooke, right? It's both. It's the women and the men. Both and men. Uh, Dana Brooke won her spot in it this week. Hey! Uh, yeah, I was actually impressed. I was surprised with it um, because she beat Naomi. Um, and I just kind of, <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to watch SmackDown. <laughs> I just, I just kind of assumed that Naomi was going to get in cause they, she just always gets in these things. Um, <laughs> but, but she didn't. Unless, unless that's actually a call for a firing from Dana. That's going to happen with Dana Brooke eventually. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, that that was my word when I saw the match going on. I was like, oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be Naomi wins, Dana Brooke takes the pin, and then wakes up tomorrow to a phone call from Vince saying, yeah, we're gonna have to let you go. Yeah, but um, but then she won. But <laughs> so my wife actually looked at me and said, well, that means that she's safe from being fired, right? And I go, well, normally I would say so, but um, you know, Drake Maverick got fired a day after or two days after they announced that he was going to be a part of the uh, NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And so... So we don't know, which is kind of messed up. We, we, we don't know. She might still be. So um, according to the Wikipedia, which we know Wikipedia is never wrong, right? Never. Um, it's on the internet. It's on the internet, so it's got to be true. Um... It's expected to be Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans um, or Sasha Banks, and then at least one to be determined, right? So I don't remember. I, I mean, I'm guessing that Asuka won her match, that that was a qualifying match. I just don't remember that. Um, uh, yes, she won because she faced uh, Sarah. Logan? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, she beat Sarah Logan, and then Sarah Logan got fired too. <laughs> right. um, uh, Shayna Baszler. That's right. That was a qualifying match on Raw, but it was confusing because the announcer announced that uh, the other person, that Liv Morgan, was it? Uh, yeah, yes. Liv Morgan won due to... No, no, it was Sarah Logan. Excuse me. Was no, that no, the no, Sarah no. Logan? Who was that the Oscar? Anyway. I forgot. I did it, but... And that's the thing that was messed up, because what I like to do is when I do the podcast, or the review, rather, is I like to do it as I'm watching it. So I was just as perplexed, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me keep that in, because then when we came back to Raw, they were like, oh, yeah, so no, uh, Shayna Baszler's in because the referee had to stop the match. And I'm like, but why did the announcer mess up like that? Like... There's no communication, damn it. Yeah, that was, uh, anyway. But so, um, Lacey Evans, uh, announced that she's going after Shayna Bay's, uh, not Shayna, Sasha Banks next week. So the winner of that match is going in. And then there's one more match that hasn't been announced. As for the men's match, and this is another one that, um, not everything is set right now. Uh, Daniel Bryan is in. It's either going to be Rey Mysterio or Murphy, Buddy Murphy. Hopefully it's Murphy. Um, then uh, it's going to be either Aleister Black or Austin Theory. Um, I would probably assume 
that that's a uh, uh, Alistair Black get through, but they're just gonna be solid push now. So, um, and then Apollo Cruz or MVP, that's gonna be Apollo Cruz. They're not gonna put MVP in this match. If it's not Apollo Cruz, that's the worst decision they've ever made. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Drew Gulak or King Corbin. And then one more match that still hasn't been announced yet. That Gulak-Corbin one's a little difficult to predict. It is. It it really is because, I mean, they're doing a pretty solid push to, to Gulak, but um, they're also doing a pretty solid heel push for Corbin right now, so it's kind of tough. Um, if I were to bet right now based on the events of SmackDown, I would bet that somehow or another Elias gets involved and costs Corbin the match. Uh, That's reasonable. Because of I'd the agree way. with that. I, I feel like that, that isn't over yet between those mm-hmm. two. Which would then set up another uh, match at Money in the Bank between the two of them. Um, maybe even in some sort of a gimmick match where, you know, uh, a guitar on a pole match, whoever gets the guitar. <laughs> maybe they've contacted Vince Russo. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, so that's my other misdemeanor is I just when I when I saw that announcement, I'm like, this could this has the potential to be freaking crazy. Right. But right now, I don't trust them to put it together in a way that's not like just people. Six people is a little low. I mean, creative. Size. very creative. I give you that creative as hell. Sure. I'm down to see the nostalgia that's in that building. You know what I mean? I'm down to see that. Um, but this match is going to be like worse than Edge and Orton. And that was only two people. Now, now what <laughs> it really needs to be, I don't know if, uh, Justin, you remember the uh, WWE Super Bowl ad that took place. Um, do you remember that, DFA? Which Super Bowl ad? It, it was the one where... Oh, um, yes. With Undertaker yeah. and Austin, Austin's going through the uh, where, where they're fighting towers, through the, where they're yeah, fighting through the towers. Oh, okay, I know which one yeah. you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, that's what it really should be. Is just absolute lunacy. They're walking through, and and you just have even just like regular office people there, you know, doing paperwork and people getting body slammed on their desks, pushing them through walls and whatever. I'd be down but, to see that because it's going to be highly edited anyways. Yeah. You could make that happen. That was entertaining. Yeah. Here's hoping. Anyway, so that is all the misdemeanors I have. Do you guys have any other misdemeanors? No. The, nope. the one I had was the Canela Sai family. Yeah. Okay. So then we will move on to commendations. And for me, my commendations is kind of a big one. Uh, this is the one where um we we get into talking about the released wrestlers because i'm just going to commend all of the released wrestlers for um their hard work over the years for a company that didn't appreciate them um enough at least you know these people literally put their blood sweat and tears into that company and then woke up wednesday to find out that they no longer have jobs so that would be drake maverick kurt hawkins zach Ryder, heath slater Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Rusev, No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, Mike and Maria Kanellis, Aiden English, EC3, Leo Rush, Eric Young, Primo and Epico Cologne, Eric Rowan, Diana Perrazzo, Alexander Jaksic, MJ Jenkins, Dorian Mack, Cassius Ono, Tainara Conti, Dan Matha, Nick Ogarelli, Cesar Bononi, Mars Wang, Tino Sabatelli, Faisal Kurdi, Hussan Aldag- Aldagal, she's a 
that's a hard one. Um, Mohamed Fahim, Marcos Gomes, Edgar Lopez, Yi Feng, and Mike Chioto, the referee, um, as well as coaches Serena Deeb, Kendo Cashin, A Steele, producers Kurt Angle, Lance Storm, Mike Rotunda, Sarah Stock, Fit Finley, Shane Helms, Pat Buck, Sean Diavari, Scott Armstrong, and Lance Storm. And, and the- oh my god, Fit Finley, why? Like, He's been there for like 30 years. Well, not quite 30 because he was with WCW in the 90s, but that's uh, another thing. Chioda literally has been there for like 31 years to be specific. Yeah, like, why, man? That's, that's a, vividly has been there for a long time since WCW ended a a good 20 for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. And I'm pretty sure Arn Anderson would have been on that list. If you were still with WWE. Yep. So uh, I will say um, that commendation goes out to all of those people except for Eric Rowan. <laughs> uh, you don't know where I live, pal. <laughs> and his tarantula. And his, and his very bad tarantula storyline. Hey, um, at the same time, though, AJ Styles also mentioned, too, on his video game uh, a channel, uh, he talked about, you know, uh, Carl... Uh, Gallows and Anderson uh, being fired, and he felt extremely bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's like, they're like my little brothers. I feel responsible. You know, yeah. I feel I, like I couldn't have protect. I couldn't protect them. Protect it was them. my job to protect them, and I couldn't. And and so I give. I'll give commendations to AJ Styles for being um, a stand-up guy for that comment, because I am sure that uh, backstage WWE has told their wrestlers to to downplay it and not acknowledge it or things like that right um i will also give a commendation to dolph ziggler oh okay. uh because dolph ziggler wore a zach Ryder and kurt hawkins t-shirt on smackdown this week um and has done a lot on twitter to try to encourage people to buy zach Ryder and kurt hawkins merchandise so um so good on you dolph ziggler you're not all bad. Ooh, I have one other one commendation along with this. But go ahead. Nope, that was all for me. Uh, oh, this is, my stomach's churning as I say this, but commendation to Lana. Oh, go on, go on. For, <laughs> for both being a loving spouse when her husband was let go on Twitter, and turning around and being a professional and immediately maintaining kayfabe on Twitter. Oh, she said something along the lines, that's why I left you? Because I knew you'd get fired. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's, that's about it. Yep. So, yeah. We're commendation to her for both her professionalism and her loving care of her husband. <laughs> um, since you like going through the grapevine so much, do you know anything about Rusev potentially going to AEW's? I know uh, nothing. So far, as far as I've read, uh, there's there's not been any like anything official done. Now, almost all of the the main roster people um, are under a 90 day no come. That doesn't mean they can't make contract agreements. It just means they can't do any appearances for any other company until that 90 day. The NXT uh, superstars that were let go have a 30 day. Um, it's not really a 30-day no-compete. It's they're being paid for 30 more days, uh, but then they are free to do whatever they want. Mm. But so, uh, so you know, people like Rusev can't 
I mean, they could negotiate a deal right now, and but they couldn't appear until, I want to say it's like July 17th, something like that. Well, in fact, Heath Slater in his video said July 17th. So uh, officially that must be the day. I mean, I'm assuming it means that when you, you are told you're being released, there's still a day or so, two days, for them to get in and sign the official release paperwork, right? Right. Um, but so... So that means it's not going to be until at least then that any of these people show up in AEW, Impact, or Ring of Honor, or New Japan, right? Um, at least not officially. But we still could get news coming out of it. That being said, I know Rusev was being recruited. At least all the reports said he was being recruited by AEW. So I would see that as fairly likely. Um, if I were to put money on it, I would say... Rusev's very likely to AEW. I would say EC3 is going to be kind of a toss-up. I could see AEW being interested in him, but I also could see him going back to Impact. Yeah. Um, the same with Drake Maverick, uh, Rockstar Spud. I could see him going back to Impact. Um, or I could see AEW giving him a shot. Um, if he went back to his... his Rockstar gimmick of Rockstar Spud, I could see him making a shot at Ring of Honor too. Uh, Gallows and Anderson are almost definitely going to Japan. That's yeah. uh, pretty much a given. Um, Heath Slater, who knows? I would love to see him go to uh, AEW um, and revive his career. Um, but I could also see him, you know, I mean, the, the difference between him and some of the other ones is Heath Slater has been around for a fair amount of time and so an aew or an impact might see him as he's had his shot you know um i'm i'm hoping they don't because i think they're i think heath slater has a huge upside i really do think i i feel like i haven't seen a great heath slater match in so long and then i'm trying to think about his indie stuff if he even was in the indies because he's been with wwe for so long and they haven't used him well in such a long time as well well aside from like with rhino i think he was decent there but still didn't show his true true potential mm -hmm. well that's the deal i don't think he was allowed to show his true potential for a long time and uh and i think i think he even in his video that he put out after the release said you know uh my heart really hasn't been in it for a while in WWE. You know, I I relaxed and I and I kind of let my guard down and I just wasn't in it. And this letting go has lit a fire under me. And so, nice. um, so this is just the intermission. I'm coming back hard. So I I think if if you've ever seen, I'm trying to remember. I I think it was like 2017. Um, after the draft, he wasn't picked by either SmackDown or Raw. And he came out and he delivered this promo on SmackDown. And it was phenomenal. He's got such an upside on the mic that... Oh, you want to see his... You want to see some really good, just his natural charisma? Go watch on the network. Go watch his uh, um, WWE game night. WWE game night is absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yep. It is a fun show to watch. It has a little bit of that, and a much smaller feel than than what I'm about to mention. But Will Wheaton's uh, game mm -hmm. gaming show table, table game. Yep, tabletop game show. Um, he's got a lot of that feel, only in a lot more fun games. I mean, 
it's it, and I don't want to say pin the tail on the donkey because they've never played that on there but it's it's fun games like that that they just play mm-hmm. with other wrestlers and his charisma shines you, you know to be perfectly honest uh, he should really think about right now doing that it even if it's cool. just even if it's uh, just over a Zoom. YouTube channel yeah just a YouTube channel Heath, Heath Miller's you know game, game, time, night. game night anyways um, Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins, um, they're kind of another one of those. They could kind of go anywhere, but I could also see them not. Like, I I think they've got a huge upside. I think Impact Wrestling uh, in particular would be dumb to not at least give them an offer. But I also could see Impact Wrestling be dumb and not give them an offer. But, you know, both of them with their successful YouTube show and podcast major wrestling figure podcast um you know bring a lot to the table and i think they could do by the way do you know what is it called their podcast major Major wrestling Wrestling. figure podcast i have never checked them out i'm definitely interested it's actually in my opinion it's more fun to watch on youtube it's a toy unboxing because they do (laughs) i i I get a kick out of them. It's not just the unboxing. My favorite ones are the ones where they actually go to toy stores and they're searching for for the things because it's one of those things where you're like, hey, I could go to that toy store if I was in that area. And okay, so they, they've actually done that on the WWE Network, though. Yes, they, they have a few of yeah. them. Okay. Yeah. They actually, it's, it's kind of funny if you watch them. Uh, they're filmed the same way, exactly the same way. It's just when they're we're doing the ones on the WWE network, they refer to each other as Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, and on their regular one, they refer to each other as uh, uh, Brian Myers and Matt Cordona. Uh, yep. So, um, but that's one of those things that wherever they end up going, they bring that audience with them effectively. Um, so it's kind of fun. and they do have a good followership. Mm-hmm. There was one episode I thought it was really fun. They were at a, um, this was up in Canada where there are still some Toys R Us's of it, uh, open. And they were at a yep. Toys R Us and they found uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder action figures at that. And they um, pulled out Sharpies and they signed them both on camera and then put them back on the shelves so that, you know, someone else could go to that and potentially get a signed action figure out of it. And I think that's a cool little give back to the fan. Ah, nice. Um, but so, mind, it's signed. Live in the yep. bubble. Yep. Um, but so those are ones that I, it, it's so up in the air, I don't know where they're going to land. I, I don't really have a, a guess on it. Um, Aiden English, I don't know either. He, I would uh, hope if he goes to if if Rusev goes to AEW, I'd hope they pick up Aiden English and they it, just let those two work together again. They're great together. Yep. Um, and that that would be, in my opinion, the smart way to handle it. But I don't know. Uh, Sarah Logan's another one. Who knows where she goes? She was green enough on WWE that she never really got the chance to. Really where was she before? Uh, as far as I know, she did I not. Didn't she do a stint in Shimmer? I thought um, she did. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I know uh, she came in to um, WWE for the May Young Classic, if I'm correct, and uh, then got signed. 
she got brought up to the main roster after she had only been uh, in NXT for like a year. Wow. Uh, yeah, it looks like she did the indies. She wrestled under the name Crazy Mary Dobson. Uh, huh, nice. Insane Championship Wrestling, Shimmer Women's Shimmer Ring of Women's Honor, Women's and Juggalo Championship Wrestling. I can see her doing that. Yeah. That oh, does wow. If you've, seen her, if you've seen her ride along, I can see her doing that. That does not surprise me at all. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyways, it's, it's, uh, I, I just don't know where she goes at the I could see Impact adding her to the Knockouts division. Um, Ring of Honor's been trying to establish their women's division more, so maybe she's a get for Ring of Honor. Um, I I would love to say that AEW, because AEW needs more women, but I just don't know if she's the level that AEW needs Eight. right now. Um, so, there's that. Um, but like Leo Rush, Leo Rush could go back to Ring of Honor in a heartbeat. They'd take him back. I guarantee. Uh, a- AEW would probably be pretty lucky to have Leo Rush, in my opinion. But once again, yeah, that would be that would be some phenomenal wrestling matches though. Leo Rush versus Omega, I'd be down to see that. Yeah, heck, I mean, just just even. Can you imagine Leo Rush versus Jungle Boy? I think that would be a phenomenal little. Yeah. Uh, a lot of flippy doos. So. Yep. Um, <laughs> Just have to get that in, huh? I was waiting all night. Doobly Doos is coming up later. So, oh, um, uh, Eric Young, I bet you he goes back to Impact. He has a long history there, and um, they'd be foolish not to pick him up. Yeah, they'd be foolish not to. Um, he also can do a lot backstage, so it could be one of those things that AEW picks him up more as a backstage person rather than a performer. I don't know. Uh, the Colognes probably go back down to AAA um, or one of the Mexican wrestling things. Yeah, they probably just go um, to to Puerto Rico and just work with their dads. That would too. Yeah, um, Eric Rowan. The only thing I I want is I want him to not go to AEW. To AEW? Yeah. <laughs> I do um, it. Yeah, yeah. Just because I they were so tied to each other in WWE that I want them to be able to both try to establish themselves without the other one around. Well, okay. They originally dis- well, Harper originally disdained Rowan. Well, and that's the deal. I I don't I don't think they want to work with each other or like side by side with each other. Anymore. I think yeah. they want to spread out and do what they can. And that's why if they come to AEW together, there's just too many opportunities for AEW. And I hope they'd be smart enough to not do it, but too many opportunities to be like, hey, people recognize you together, so let's team you up. <coughs> Ever. And so um, so I, I would hope he goes someplace else. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo, I think, has a good shot in Ring of Honor um, due to connections. Um, but I also would not mind seeing her come into AEW. I think she is in my opinion, uh, the well, she's, level. Yeah, she's a, a, a huge pickup for that women's division. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's where I kind of, I see her a little bit more. I wish she would go there, at least. But... I mean, I don't think she can beat podcast partner Nyla Rose, but... Wow. Well, I mean, you don't think very many people beat Nyla No, I don't. You're right. <laughs> In case you're forgetting, I picked her to be the inaugural women's champion in AEW, so... But, and then then we get into, like, a lot of the NXT people who were elite were 
not super well known, right? Um, I mean, probably of the the NXT people that had were released. I mean, Tainara Conti was kind of well known. Cassius Ono, of course, was big na- big name. Of course, under Chris Hero. Um, uh, but like Dorian Mack, MJ Jenkins is a is a phenomenal young up and comer. But she's gonna have to find a place that can. Uh, can give her a little bit of time to grow because she's still not quite there, in my opinion. Well, I mean, that's why I'm thinking AEW's because at the end of the day, man, the women's division of AEW's is getting a little bit better, but it's still slow, man. Mm-hmm. So bringing some up-and-comers uh, just might be a decent idea because uh, it's not like they're at their prime either. Well, and they're they're doing doing a little bit of good stuff there. Um because you know they've been doing the well, all of the stuff they filmed in Georgia um, at the Nightmare Factory. Uh, Anna J was one of the women that they just brought in because she was there effectively. But they were so impressed with her that they gave her a contract. So um, that's what happened with Shanna too, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much what happened with Shanna. Well, and I think I think they really it's what they viewed AEW Dark as best used for is to allow these people to come in and give them a shot like here's your tryout on AEW Dark and then this allowed them to kind of expand that to just AEW in general you know you can you can give these people a shot and if they impress you you can give them a contract um, or at the very least uh, promise them some use as jobbers right so so anyways um, but you know, a lot of the the NXT people, they're just green enough. I don't know where. I don't have a choice of where they can go. Um, not saying they're not good. Uh, just saying I don't know enough about them. Like uh, Hassan Aldgal. I don't know Aldgal. Never seen him. Don't know what he can do. I'm sure he's good. They wouldn't right. have signed him to NXT if they didn't see potential in him. But I don't know enough about him to to say, hey, he goes this place or he goes that place. So that being said, AEW would be dumb to not at least give Mike Chioda a call. Um, yeah, I feel like they could just wrap him up. No problem. Hey, yeah. come. You know how to count. Mm-hmm. You've been doing it for 31 years. Let's go. Yeah. Wow. That was so disrespectful to the referees. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I didn't. All right. You know what I mean? I meant it in a nice way, as in he's been doing it for a long time. He's very skilled. Calm yourself. I just want to remind you that I'm the disrespectful podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, gimmick infringement is a crime, man. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Oh, geez. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, sorry. But anyways, on that note... <laughs> I think it's about time we wrap this up. Um, so on behalf of all of us here at Raw and Order, we wish all the people who we just talked about uh, the best in their future endeavors, uh, to oh. use a WWE term. Um, but go out, buy some merch from them. If, if there's one of them you like, it doesn't have to be Rockstar Spud. But if it is Rockstar Spud, say I sent you because, you know, we're tight. He retweeted me once. So <laughs> we're basically best friends now. Yep. He, he retweeted you publishing one of his matches. Yep, we're besties. Besties, totally. Yep, totally besties. Mm-hmm. BFFs. BFFs. Forever. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're going to get friendship bracelets. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Matching butterfly tattoos. And now he's going to retweet it. 
<laughs> but make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Um, and then share it on Twitter so other people can know about this podcast. Uh, and they can then like, share, and subscribe to it. It's it's called Going Viral, people. And it's kind of exactly what we see happening in the world today. Um, but this is a good thing. <laughs> wow. It's just like a virus. We'll make you stay <laughs> home so you can listen to us. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Can I believe you <laughs> um, uh, Make sure to follow uh, us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. Uh, remember, I've been retweeted by Rockstar Spud. Uh, you can follow DA Fabe at... DA Vincent K Fabe. I've never been retweeted. That's um... I feel like you've never even tweeted. <laughs> I think I have once or twice. <laughs> You can also follow Justin at at JLB420 Real Talk Radio 8 is the brand for the Twitter um, and uh, anchor.fm slash RTR I do actually have a review up there of the New Jack documentary that Dark Side of the Ring did so if you're interested in that definitely go uh, check her out and we should have, be having a review of Tiger King coming up very shortly don't you know that bitch Carol Basket <laughs> Carol Basket Carol Basket uh, you can make sure to uh, support us on Anchor uh, anchor.fm slash raw and order WBU is where you go uh, and then you can click the little support tab and send a little bit of money our way. Um, every little bit helps uh, get us new equipment, um, helps us set aside things for editing and time for all of that stuff. So you can do that. Um, if you don't want to do that, though, once again, buy some merch from a wrestler. Uh, and then, you know, tweeting out about Raw and Order is a great way to support us without costing you a dime. Yeah, just, just retweet Officer Smart so he can mm-hmm. he can be best friends with him. Yeah, if you retweet me, you are my new best friend. Everyone who retweets me is now my best friend. That's oh. the way it works. Besties. No, I want to go besties with everybody. Um, other than that, you know, it's been a fun really episode. Really fast. I want to be best with everybody. <laughs> Are you my new best friend? Sounds like a horror movie. I'm kind of best friend now. with you. Hollywood, make it happen. Retweet? That'd be a great Hollywood storyline. I don't know. Why are you breathing? I mean, that is so... <laughs> oh, jeez. I think it's late. I think we need to run this up. Um, but that should be enough for this episode. Did you just uh, say roll this up like the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment? Yes, the most devastating. The surprise roll up. I wasn't thinking of the wrestling move, but sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Well, it's not legal here in Nebraska yet, so we are not talking about that. Fair enough. Definitely not talking about that. Um, But we will be back with the Raw review after Raw, the NXT and AEW reviews after Wednesday. The uh, visit from an FBI also should be going live on Wednesday, as well as then uh, SmackDown review after SmackDown. And then back full circle to the Raw and Order WBU next week. So uh, make sure to uh, follow us uh, so that you get notified when the new episodes post. And like I said, share it with your friends so that they can do and you can talk about it. And you can be like, oh, my God, can you believe they said this on that episode? It's so weird. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes, it is. 
Thanks everyone for listening. We will see you soon. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs>